Let's get to it, man. Ah, another one. My guy. How you living, bro? You know, chilling like the red line from the ceiling. Sansa, this one a little late, you know what I mean? But we making it happen, you know what I'm saying? We had to, not in Flix, not in Flix, uh, Flix Media Studios today. We at your crib. I appreciate the hospitality, brother. All day, we're gonna get it done. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, invite me here for episode two, man. We gotta have a good one, man. What's up with y'all, man? It's Michael Flix. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. It's your boy, D. We're back again with part two. You know, episode two of From the Sandbox podcast, man. It's a podcast about... Two childhood friends, one's a barber, it's my guy D, photographer, myself, you know what I'm saying? We just, you know, talk about our friendship, our our jobs, and anything else that's going on in, in society and in culture and all of that, man, just to catch y'all up on what this podcast is about. But what you been up to uh, since the last one, man? I think we, we recorded the last podcast like a week and a half ago, maybe. What you been up to since that last one, man? Uh, I've just been doing the, you know, the same regular stuff, being a dad, working, uh, got this trip to New York coming up in November. Oh yeah! So I've been getting stuff ready for that. That should be fun. My first time on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, just maintaining. You know, nothing major. You know, just just maintaining. I feel like I need to figure out what I'm gonna be doing in November. That's my birthday month. Oh yeah. I need to figure out what I'm doing in November. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. Since the last pod, it's been working, working, man. Uh, KUSI is back rocking. Mm-hmm. KUSI is back rocking. So I've been covering games on Friday nights. There you go. I've spent some good games out there too. I've spent some good ones. I've covered a few blowouts though. I think this is we. I just we just did week five, and I think every game I've covered has been a blowout this year so far. It's been some good games. I just ain't been covering those ones. I've been at the blowouts. You know what I'm saying? But uh, now that the Drew League is over, I'm back. I'm back in Dago on the weekend, so I'm back at the radio station doing the show. Uh, then my first two sponsored shows. That was dope. Um, you know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna, we gonna to make some of that, that sponsor magic and that ad magic happen on this podcast, too, once we really get rocking, too. That's going to be real exciting. But, yeah, man, that's what I've been up to, brother. That's what I've been up to, man. I've been, uh, we went out and kicked it. We went out and kicked it, had a good time, had a good time out on the town. That was fine. That was fine, you know what I mean? Going to cool out for a little while, you know what I'm saying? But that was fine. Actually, we might, you said we might, we might go out Thursday. I might, 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 might go out one more time, you know what I'm saying? One more time. Yeah, man. Let's um. I actually, you know, you know what? What's the uh? I like I said, we're gonna talk about our jobs and everything. You're a barber that makes really good money as a barber. Okay. How did you? How did you, I mean, obviously you got to be good at your job, like to, to get, have as much clientele and as be as busy as you are during, throughout the day. But what do you, what, what's something that like a piece of advice that like assuming every barber is as talented as you are, right? What's a, what's a piece, one piece of advice you can give to any barber to, to really make the type of money that they want to make? I'm going to say, that's funny you say, we were just talking about this the other day in my shop. I would say stay humble. Remember when you was here. Now that you're here, don't forget about when you was down here. You know what I'm saying? Don't get too good for walk-ins. Don't get too good for certain clients. Don't pick and choose your cuts because you feel like you're at this level. You know what I'm saying? Stay humble. Stay good to your clients. Your clients going to be good to you. And if you put out good work, they're going to come back. You know what I'm saying? If you're putting out good work, it's like being in any business. If, if the product is good, the client's going to come back. Mm-hmm. But just don't get too, I see a lot of barbers get too cocky. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They feel like they're just like the top, top, top cream of the crop. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay humble, remember where you came from, you know, and, and your clients go mess with you. 
I feel it. I feel it. You know what? I've heard a lot of stories about like cocky barbers and dudes that don't want to do this and do that. But thankfully, I've never experienced that. I've never experienced like I've never had a barber. And granted, in my life, I've only had what? Three barbers, really. But none of them. And, and at the time I was a kid, so I guess it don't count. But even the, even like the barbers that I've had outside of you, obviously, I know you ain't go, you know, go crazy on me. But the barbers that I've had, like since I've been grown, they like. I, I haven't really experienced that. Maybe it's because I, how I move, and they like, I like Mike. I'm a mess with him, but I, I've heard that, so I know it's true. I've heard a lot of stories, but thankfully, I ain't never had to put up with that, really. Thank God. Now, see me, I'm not a cocky barber. I will call it more of a, I'm an inspirational barber. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'll be cutting, I'll do a cut so good. I'm feeling so good about the cut, I might yell in the shop, yo, take your notebooks, take your notebooks, I'm taking you out of school. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just to hype up my other barbers. Mm-hmm. But as far as being cocky, no, I still, I'm never too good for a walk-in. Mm-hmm. You know, I stay humble to my to my clients and stuff, you know what I mean? And it's like, for instance, I got a story. So we in the shop one day, right? I work in the military area. This dude comes in, you know, he's like, yo, who's good at tapers? One of my boys is like, yo, I'm good. He asks my boy, you got some pictures I can see? This is his first time in the shop, dude from New York. I mean, I mean, not New York, he's from um, Chicago. My barber goes, let you see my work. He said, man, it's all good. I ain't got to cut you. The dude looks at him like, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the dude like, yo, he got the right to ask that. If he never Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. It's like, it's like going to a tattoo shop, you know, and you want to see the, the artist's work first, right? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So I end up saying, yo, I'm pretty good. I showed him my Instagram. He's like, yeah, I'm messing with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I cut this dude to this day. He's giving me 50 bucks a cut. You know what I'm saying? That's love. But that's what I said about being cocky, mm-hmm. not being humble. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now this dude is out out some money because he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to show show a dude his work. Mm. Crazy, huh? That's crazy. That's crazy. I wonder how he feel every time that client come in and he, you know what I'm saying, he come in and jump. He probably, he, he might, in his, he might like outwardly probably be like, man, I ain't tripping. But inwardly probably like, man. But then he probably don't know how much dude is paying you either. So, so. There's that part too. There's that part too. So we, we in your crib, man. Like I said, we not at, we not at Flix Media Studios today. We at your crib. You know what I'm saying? You got the bachelor pad over here. You've been, li- you've been living by yourself for a little while now. How is that, man? I was I was thinking about that because you said something the other day um, to somebody. He was like, yeah, man, I got my own little setup. I ain't tripping about nothing. I heard you say that or something. And I was just thinking, like, man, like, when I moved out, it was with my girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was when I was married. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't never had to be by myself or, like, cook by myself or, like, or, or even when I moved out, you know what I'm saying? When I moved to L.A. when I was 20, I moved in with my aunt and my cousin, and then I was living with my granny. You know what I'm saying? There were some nights when I had to fend for myself, but that, those were few and far between because I was with family. You know what I'm saying? So, what's it? Because I, I know for me, bro, if, if I live by myself, it'd be big pots of spaghetti and big pots of chili, like, every other week, bro. What's the, what's the bachelor life like? Is it? Because you're new to it, right? Uh, this is my second time. Oh, okay. My second second time, you know, bachelor life. I was, I had my own spot, and I moved in with me and my daughter's mom. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm back to living alone again. But I mean, for the most part, it's cool. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, ladies, you do have some lonely nights where you come home to nobody, and it's kind of lonely. You know what I'm saying, ladies? So tap in. <laughs> um, but you got the nice schedule where it feels good to come home to nobody. Mm-hmm. To not check in with nobody. You don't got to worry about nothing. There's no arguments. There's no fights. There's no stress. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, there are some nights where I want a good home-cooked meal, and I'm only selected to cooking something, like you said, big pots of spaghetti, mm -hmm. you know, tacos, mm -hmm. chicken, rice, vegetables. Uh, then we start getting into more things like hot dogs. I was about to say, what's the, what's the, there you go, the easy stuff. Throw it in a pot, let it chill. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's the, what's, what's one, uh, What's the dish that you could whip up that that like if you invited a girl over and cook for it, she'd be like, damn, I didn't think he could be, he could do that. Like, what's the dish that you got that people wouldn't? The classic, and I've done this a few times. The classic: fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, rice, mixed vegetables. Okay, that's a full course meal. Anybody's gonna know to that. He gets them all the time. He said, gets them all the he gets time. Gets them all the time. Oh, so that's your bag. Invite him over, cook for him. That's your bag. Yeah, invite him over, cook. You know, drink a little wine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Watch a little Netflix and chill. <laughs> That's the usual. I heard it. I heard it. Because like I said, man, if it were if it were me, man, I don't I'd be hungry. I'd be hungry as hell. I'd be hungry as hell all the time. I mean, I have a lot of nights from Subway. You know what I'm saying? Chinese food. Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A. Like, you have a lot of those nights too, like, but you know, you gotta fend, you gotta you gotta make it. Okay, now let me ask you this. It's like kind of a subject change. When you were when you were in a relationship and living with your with your with your daughter's mom, um, how like okay, how do I ask this question? I, I know what I want to talk about, but I don't know how I want to set up this question. Right? So, would it be like? Did you find yourself what like what what was her vibe like? Did you have to cheer her up a lot? Did y'all like? I mean, before things got rocky, obviously, did y'all get along pretty well? Did you were like? Did you have to constantly make her happy? Did 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 you depend on her for your happiness? Like, what was? I'm getting to something here, but just answer that question. Uh, I would say we made each other happy. You know, what I'm saying her personality. She likes laughing a lot. You know, she likes having fun. I'm a real goofy kind of person, so I always made her laugh a lot. You know, what I'm saying that mm -hmm. was never the issue mm -hmm. as far as that. We kind of depend on each other because we we're 50-50 on everything. You know what I'm saying? That's just how she's, she's real independent, so she would, she would never let anybody just pay for everything. Mm -hmm. Even if I told her, you know, to stay home, take care of the kids, my job's good enough to pay the rent, da -da -da, she would never do that. That's just her personality. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, like it, was like in a relationship, it was like in a relationship, we had some good nights, mm -hmm. you know, some good days and some, and some bad mornings, you know? I mean, it is what it is, but it was... It was it was, it was having time to okay let me let me let me zero in on like what i'm trying to talk about then did did she depend on you for her happiness and did you depend on her for your happiness or were y'all already happy together and y'all out were y'all happy individually and y'all brought that together who was happy individually and we brought it together okay we were both happy you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. like you said things got rocky and then yeah you know because mm -hmm. see me, me and my wife, that, that was us too. We um, were both happy, yeah. came together. Um, but then we got, we, got, we got into a space where like, she would be upset about something that may, maybe, I, maybe I did do or maybe I didn't do. Okay, let's talk about like something that she's upset. She's upset about something that has nothing to do with me, right? And she would be in a bad mood and I would, it would put me in a bad mood that I couldn't cheer her up. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And we've been married eight years now. And I, I want to say, like, maybe a, a year and a half, 
maybe not even that long ago, like maybe even more recent than that. I've just gotten to the point where like, if I can't make her happy, I don't like stress about it. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, I don't, because like, I feel like it's, it's, it's selfish, if that makes sense. And, and I saw a Will Smith quote like four days ago that kind of like justified what I was talking about. And that was why I wanted to come and talk about it on the podcast. It says something about how like a couple should be like if, if you're if you're upset and you can't make yourself happy, it's selfish to expect your significant other to make you happy. And then so I took that as the flip side. It's like. If she can't make herself happy, it ain't really my job to make her happy if she can't do it for herself. You know what I'm saying? That's deep right there. And it, it, it even sound, it feels bad to say out loud. It feels bad to say, honestly. But I've, I got to, the, to, the, to that point where I was finally like, I, it's not going to ruin my day if she's having a bad day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to still be, I, I live my life like 95% of the time happy all the time. You know what I'm saying? You can't let nobody else's bad day ruin your life. Like, there's a lot of times where I'll be having a cool day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My baby mom will have a bad day at work. She'll come on, bringing an attitude from work to the house. Mm -hmm. And now that attitude is bleeding out on us. She said something to her, she's snappy. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, what's wrong with you? Like, I'm just, mm -hmm. so ask you how your day was. Like, my bad, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a lot of days like that, and then that would put me in a bad mood. And eventually, I just started saying, forget it. <laughs> I'm not going to be mad because you mad. Right. I'm going to brush it off my shoulders, play my little 2K, play my Madden. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And do my thing. Mm -hmm. So there was some nights we wouldn't talk because she felt like I didn't want to listen to her talk about what happened at work and this and that. Like, it's not that I don't want to listen to you. It's just that it brings me down hearing that you're down. Mm -hmm. Hearing that you went through this. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it almost starts to get... Dang, annoying is such a bad word. Uh, such a strong it's, word. I, the, the more appropriate word I would say is frustrating, but it, it's, it's so frustrating because it's like, for me anyway, it was like, I'm a, and don't get it twisted. My wife is happy. Like, she's, she's happy. Like, she, she's not, she doesn't walk around like depressed or like mm -hmm. upset all the time. She doesn't. She's happy. But there will be like multiple times, and there has been, and there will continue to be times when it's like, you just, you just in a mood that I can't fix. And, I'm not finna like beat myself up over the fact that I can't change your mood or I can't make you more happy than you are right now. You know what I mean? And I've, that's who I've been for a lot of people in my life, like all my life. I've always been kind of like, there's been so many times, like even at school when I wasn't feeling it, I just kind of down or kind of quiet. People were like, yo, like what's up with you? You good? Like, like nah, my nigga, I just don't feel like talking today. Like I say, there's been so many people like you, I. Like you, I usually like look at you, you smiling, you laughing, and make me smile and laugh. Like, where the, where the joy at? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I finally got to a point where I was like, nah, man, I'm not, I don't owe it to nobody to cheer them up. And I can't expect nobody to, to cheer me up or make me happy if I can't do it for myself. You know what I'm saying? See, and that's true because like, you can go through so much stuff with a person that sometimes, and this is coming from, going through it and my family telling me like you know you change you know you know me i'm always laughing goofy got a joke that's always my personality mm -hmm. once my baby mom started getting deep and we started going through so much stuff my personality changed i got depressed i was dealing with depression i was dealing with anxiety i wasn't i wasn't happy i wasn't laughing i wasn't cracking jokes you know what i'm saying to my family so i'm like you starting to turn into her like you changing like you acting like her 
I was like, yo, I had to look at myself like, damn, I really am changing, dude. So it doesn't mean no more. Mm-hmm. I'm saying once I took that off, mm-hmm. you know, started doing my own thing, I'm back now, man. Mm-hmm. And I feel feel better than ever. Mm-hmm. I love it. So you, because I, I know for a while, like when you first, uh, and we can talk about it. And if you don't want it on the podcast, I'll edit it out. But I remember when you first, uh, when you first moved out, you was like, "Yo, like not, not having, not having baby girl and not having my kids in here. Like I ain't used to this. Like, Different. miss them niggas, man. So, so you like you in a good space now with that? I'm doing a little better with that. But as far as like still like wanting to like be in that relationship, trying to make with my baby mama, past that. But not having my daughter here every day, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's still that still bother me. Mm-hmm. I still deal with those issues, but I talk to her every day, you know what I'm saying? So she know I love her, she know I care about her. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Now when you um Y'all y'all got y'all got a partner, so we're gonna stop from time to time and we, we we got the game going on right now too. Um what was I about to say? So like so so with with your daughter and with and with your son, do you um cause I know I find myself I I have to be careful. Like I I think I'm a good person. Let me start with that. But I have to be careful and I feel like most parents are, but I'm talking about me right now. I feel like I have to be careful not to give, like, not to give my son, like, the bad parts of me. Um, <clears throat> and not to, like, put how I might think or feel onto him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm saying that because, like, all my life, like, I'm the middle child, right? I got an older brother. It's about two years older than me, and I got a younger brother that's just about three years younger than me, right? And, and you know, like, growing up, our house was, like, where everybody kicked it at. My parents was like, nah, just have everybody come over here. You ain't got to go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So I was never by myself. And then even when we moved up to Escondido, it's either Jesse or, or anybody, like, any, any of our homies at the house all the time. You know what I'm saying? And so I was never by myself. And so I never got used to playing by myself or entertaining by myself or nothing. I never got used to that. Um, and so now I just expect for other people to only be able to be entertained when they with at least one other person, because that's how I was, right? And so the other day, like, we live, like, in, like, like in our, anyway, in our neighborhood, like, when the kids are outside playing, when Baron hears them, he'd be like, Dad, can I go outside and play? I'm like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Um, and he asked to go outside, and I listen, I don't hear nobody, and I go and look, and I'm like, but ain't none of the neighbors even outside. And he was like, like, with genuine, like, with genuine curiosity, was like, I can't go play by myself? And it just hit me like, you know what? Of course you can go and play by yourself. But me as a kid, I'd have just been like, ain't nobody playing outside, so there's really no point to go outside. You know what I'm saying? And just and that's something small, but that's just like one of the things that had me thinking like, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta make sure like how I think and feel, I don't like overly influence that on my two sons, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your kids are older, so have you, uh, have you, like, experienced any of that or dealt with any of that? I mean, I'm kind of the same way, like, you know, my, when my stepson would say, yo, can I go outside? I would go outside, take a peek, you know, nobody out there, I'm like, who you gonna play with? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna just go out there and just run, just play catch by myself, I'm like, man, nah, just stay in the house, I used to tell them to stay in the house. Mm-hmm. My daughter, she's not allowed to go outside by herself, you know what I'm saying, she's not a maid, she's only eight, so. No, she's a girl, so I'm kind of real right, right. iffy on that. You know, my stepson, that's a little different. You want to go outside and play, you know, go outside and deal with things. You know what I'm saying? But uh, as far as, like, you say, putting putting what you think out on out, out on them, 
I tend to do that. You know, I always tell them how I feel about certain stuff, how I was when we was growing up. So I feel like you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. But then again, times are different nowadays. So, mm-hmm. you know, things are different, you know. But at the same time, like back in the day, you know what I'm saying, you could leave your, your door unlocked, you know what I'm saying, and sleep through the night with nobody even mess with you. Mm-hmm. You do that nowadays, somebody running up in your house, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's not safe times, you know what I'm saying? Kids are getting snatched like that. Yeah. You know That's real. Taking riding their bikes on the sidewalk, boom, now they gone. So you got to be careful with that. I think, um, I don't know, man, like, I don't want to say I don't want to influence my kids. I do. You know what I'm saying? I would, I'd rather be the bigger influence on them than anything else. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want to, I don't want how I think and feel about everything to enforce that on them and, like, have them thinking exactly the same way I do about things. Because then, like, what's the point in that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Not letting them be them right, right, and that was and that's one thing I got to give it up to my parents about. Like they, they let us be us. Like they was my dad was a minister. By the time I was in seventh grade, he was, my dad was a pastor. You know what I'm saying? So they had real strong beliefs about a lot of stuff, well, about religious things anyway. But you know what I'm saying? They made sure we went to church and that we believed in God. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm saying you know, um, but <laughs> outside of that, like they didn't. And honestly, they didn't even make us I didn't say like we had to be Christians they just they went to church every Sunday and they were Christians and that's what we was around and so it was we had some fun church Sundays though I remember them days man for sure for sure we do the service go out to eat afterwards man we do LA we, we had some fun mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun at church bro and, and you know and you know it's it's funny how like how different this uh, actually kind of goes hand in hand with what we was talking about is about like raising kids and stuff. It's funny how two kids can grow up or any group of kids can grow up in the exact same environment with the same parents and the same stimulus and go to the same school and everything and be completely different, bro. Cause I know like Steph wouldn't say we, Steph would agree that we have fun times at church. She would absolutely agree to that. But I know for me, I was, I started like playing the drums and like sitting up by the guy like for, I decided to go sit by the guy that was playing the drums because it looked cool to me and so I didn't have to to sit by my mom every single Sunday mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so I'm saying all that to say like I knew I had to be in church on Sundays and so I found different things to make it entertaining for me whether it was like I thought the way this lady shout I thought it was funny or the way this dude chew his gum that it's gonna make me laugh or sitting next to the drums is gonna be funny I found different things to like entertain me to make it would be like I want to I, I gotta be there so I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna have some fun with this and then you make friends and all that you know what I'm saying but I just like I remember like thinking that and doing that and Steph being like the exact opposite like no I'm gonna sit here and they're gonna see that I don't want to be in here right now <laughs> you know it's it's so funny how like how kids can be sad like my, my kids are opposites bro like baron is like real and he low-key the nigga's kind of mean he gotta he you gotta warm up to you or he ain't really messing with you like that yeah. max is 15 months we walking up to complete strangers giving him hugs in the park <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's it's just it's funny man it's, cra- it's crazy how, how kids can be so different oh that was kind of cool that was kind of cool we could we could we could switch gears a little bit though you see um rest in peace you see uh, michael k williams passed away from the wire, you know who Michael K. Williams is, right? Yeah, yeah Michael K. Williams passed away. What, COVID? Nah, they they said they found him, they found him uh, 
uh, dead in his home. So they, they're not exactly sure what happened. It's a, it's a few assumptions about what happened, but I ain't finna give no energy to that. But I didn't even know, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, it happened. It happened like <clears throat> about a week and a half ago. But I uh, I wanted to ask about because I didn't know that him and Fifty Cent, for whatever reason, had an issue. How somebody his age just dying like that? They saying they think he met overdosed. Yeah, uh, but I don't know how true that is. Like, I don't want to get no energy to that. So, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. But I didn't know that he and Fifty Cent had any issues. And Fifty Cent posted something about like, like your boy OD'd or something. Like, pretty much like like poking fun at it, or, like talking down on it. You know what I mean? And I was like, so it made it made me want to ask like you or anybody else. Like, I just I I, I would love to know about anybody that I'm close to. How are you like? How would you deal with like a, a enemy of yours or somebody that you never rocking with again, like they they passing away? How you, how how do you speak about them after they're not here anymore? How do I speak about them? Well, I've, I've been in that situation twice already. Okay. But uh, no, if he, if he raised correctly, you know what I'm saying, and you know what's right, you wouldn't wish death upon nobody. That's something like Biggie said. That's something you can't take back. Well, I'm not saying you wish death, but they're gone now. So I'm not saying. Yeah. No, I would never boast in praise and be like, yeah, that nigga gone, hell yeah, because, you know, that man had a family, mm-hmm. he had a mom, he had a father, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like karma comes quick. When you boast about stuff like that, it's only be a matter of time before you get yours. Mm-hmm. I believe in energy, you put out in the world's energy, you get back. I agree too. That's why I try to do positive stuff. When I'm walking down the street by working tomorrow, I say, good morning, everybody, how you doing? Boom, you know what I'm saying? I try to... I try to do things that's going to give me that good energy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That kids come to the bar and like, yo, D, I'm trying to get a bag of chips. I ain't got no money. Can I get a buck? Yeah, I shoot you a buck. You know what I'm saying? I just I, I just try to do stuff that's that's positive. Now, if you snap on me wrong, then that's different. At mm-hmm. that point in time, you might get some, some, some snappy energy. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that, even if it's something that I did that I felt at that time was cool, but you know, I could have been thinking about it an hour later, like, man, I should have did that, that was wrong. You know, I'm like, you know, drop to my knees, you know, and then ask God to forgive me because, you know, he forgives. Mm-hmm. And as long as he knows it's sincere and it's genuine, he gonna forgive me. Right, right. So uh, speaking of kids, <laughs> speaking of kids, right? <laughs> Would you fight, I mean, your kids are younger right now, but say your kids are 16, 17. Your son, all right, let's say your son is 16, 17 years old. And you going to pick him up from basketball practice or the skating ring or wherever, right? And you see him over there getting packed out by like three kids, his age. You running up and like throwing them off your, off your son or you running up throwing hands? I'm throwing them off. I'm gonna throw them off, you know, just to, anybody's watching, it doesn't, it doesn't look like I'm just beating on kids, I'm throwing them off. <clears throat> now, if they get the swing, it don't mean that I self-defense. <clears throat> you gotta remember. A lot of these kids nowadays, they damn near our size, 16, 17. Uh, why not? I asked this lady, I, I think I'm getting the story right, but I, this lady, lady said her son came home and got in a fight. He, you know, face a little roughed up, his clothes a little roughed up. Um, so what happened? So, you, so I guess the next day she sent him back up there to like, to, to fight the, you know how we, black mom, you know how we do now. You, you gotta fight that nigga. So she sent him back up there or the next day he's for that later on so let's call it the next day the next day he's fighting the kid and she pulls up to pick him up and her story is when she pulled up he was getting jumped so she ran over there and was grabbing kids by their backpacks and shirts getting them off her kid 
But other people that was there was like, nah, she ran up and started serving people. <laughs> so she mother's instinct. Can't be mad at her. That's what I said. That's what I said. And especially if it's, it's, it's boys. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what, what you going to do? Like, if it's, if it's girls, like, come on. Like, they all pulling hair. You got to break them up. You can't just run up socking people. You know what I'm saying? But dude, like, boy, little boys, teenage boys over there fighting. Like, a mom, she's going to have to run up and throw them hands. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I was like, I, I couldn't do it. I'll go to jail. But you know what? I know somebody that, I won't, I won't say who she is, but I used to work with her. And I remember she, was, she told me, she was like, nah, me and my husband, we, we go to jail for our kids. We, we, we fighting. Straight up. If, you, if it's a group of kids swinging on our kids, we're fighting. And she was in her 40s. She was like, I don't care. We're fighting. Hey, yeah, I'm not going to the wife. My kid gets jumped. Like, come on, because look, some jump in is going to lead to death. If you don't jump in, that's not going to lead to death. That's real. That's real. So, yeah, I'm going to save my kid's life. I'm going to do a little jail time. Okay, that's cool. Speaking of people that's fighting. Cool. Speaking of people fighting. You hear about the, uh, the UFC? The dude that was fighting UFC had uh, became a woman. So it's a trans, I think it's a trans woman. I don't make sure, I want to make sure I say that right. So I believe it's a trans woman yeah. fighting women. So born a man is now a woman and is fighting women. I mean, I heard about it. I heard some rumors about it. But I haven't actually seen the person or another person that's doing it. Fam. I think that's crazy. Like, There's no way. That should not. That's still a man fighting women. That should not be allowed, fam. She the champ, huh? She want to know. She's want to know. She's want to know. It wasn't no flawless victory. Like, uh, face was messed up. Face was messed up. Whoa, I'm after YouTube that. Face was messed up. But yeah, won the fight. I'm after YouTube that. Mm hmm. That's so why I was like, they talk about like when you had a sex change and you do it right and do all the stuff. I don't want to say do it right. If you go to certain lengths with your procedures and surgeries and everything, lowered, you know what I'm saying? Uh, go from male, male to female, lower testosterone levels and everything. So they're supposed to be like making it more even or whatever. But I guess some doctor that they were talking to about it was like, nah, because uh, the girl is 31, 30 or 31. And the doctor was like, nah, being a man for 30 years is going to still, you were a man for 30 years, like that's going to play a factor. You know what I'm saying? But I've seen that, I'm like, fam, they have to, they have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, you can't be letting them do that, man. That's, they, and I, and I feel like they're not going to make certain rules like that because of how powerful that community is. And they're just going just gonna to do what they need to do and say what they need to say to get what they want. You know what I'm saying? But that's, like, come on, man. I mean, I was going to give an example for basketball, but most men, but, but okay, but what if I can't, what if I want to play pro ball? I don't want to work a job job. I, don't want, I got an office job, and I don't work a job. I played D1 ball. I didn't make it to the league, though. I played D1 ball. Maybe I played a couple years over in Europe or something. My career is done. But if I have a sex change, become a girl, a play a WNBA, like, come on, bro. Like, you that? come on. What are we doing here? Now you got a, dude, a, a, a girl that used to be a dude running up and down the court, dunking on niggas. And, <laughs> come on, Yeah, exactly, right? I'd be, that's it. Right. Like, come on, fam. Come on, fam. We can't have that. We can't have that. We can't have that. That's definitely no, no. I think that was all I have for you today, man. I think that was all I got. Yeah. Yeah, man. Nice, uh, quick, short, easy pod. You know what I'm saying? Definitely have fun again with your boy. You know what I'm saying? I was, uh, I was definitely trying to uh, find some more, like, 
some funny stuff to come in here and, and, and talk about and laugh about because you're a funny nigga, man. I want, I want, <laughs> I want, I definitely want you to uh, get in your bag on the podcast for sure, for sure, because you're a funny nigga, man. You're a funny nigga, man. And also, I want to, I want to do, I want to do like, so do so do some. Matter of fact, we're gonna talk about that off here. We're gonna we gonna do some other stuff other than just the podcast. Though we got some fun, create some content together. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. But yeah, man, another episode from the Sandbox Podcast. Me boy Michael Flicks. Let's do that again. So, but another episode from the Sandbox Podcast. Happy boy Michael Flicks. That's your boy D. We live from the Sandbox, man. Get it. <laughs> Appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. We out. Yeah, yeah.